so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Johan, thank you for being here today. I'm, I'm really glad that I could uh, find a real Feyenoord fan who also makes podcasts about his club to talk about uh, the clash coming up this weekend, the, the semi-final of the uh, Europa Conference League. Thank you very much for, for being here. Before we start talking about you know what's going to happen during that game, do you want to quickly introduce yourself and, and, and your podcast? I mean, you guys are, are a bit of a big deal uh, back in the Netherlands. Of course. Thanks for having me, first of all. I'm, I'm Johan Brinko. I'm one of the uh, seven hosts of the Kangaloo podcast. And, and Kangaloo podcast is a, a fine art podcast made by fans, uh, so where we have, we've been having the podcast since 2016. The first season that fine art also, the first season that fine art became, uh, became a champion after 18 years. So I guess uh, that's kind of good luck. And uh, every every week we make two shows. Every, uh, every Monday night and every Thursday night we make a show, and we only talk about fine art and everything fine art. So that sounds that sounds awesome. That reminds me a bit of the uh, the Marseille View podcast, who, uh, who on the other side of this week's uh, semi final only talks about uh, Marseille. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the club, I guess. I mean, it's a historic club, and most people would know yeah. uh, what fine art is and and the European history as well of there domestic history um you know what's so special about about fire and uh, and what's it like for them right now in the local competition well fine art it has a long uh, uh, history we've we've been based in 19, 1908 um and we're based in rotterdam the biggest the, the second biggest city in holland after amsterdam and we've always been rivals with the club from the biggest city in holland amsterdam of course ajax and that's basically our biggest problem because uh, we've been underperforming for for ages. We were the first Dutch team to ever win the the Euro European Cup one, the the, the 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 Champions League in 1970. After that, there were a lot of uh, uh, victories for Ajax four times. I, they, they won the, the the Champions League. And and Feyenoord is is basically a sleeping giant. We we, we have a massive support. Uh, it's been said that that we have more supporters here in Holland. Than Ajax, basically. Um, the, the stadium is always sold out. We have a stadium of 50,000 uh, capa 50, capacity. Uh, but if you're honest, we, we've been underperforming. The, we, we, we became champions five years ago. That was the first time since 18, 18 years. The last European success was 20 years ago in, when, when we win, won the UEFA Cup in 2002. And after that, we only advanced to... Uh, to uh, uh, to the quarterfinals in Europe once from from 2002. So basically, it's a massive club. It's a big club. It's it's a very popular club. But uh, when you look at the prizes, we've not been doing so well. But uh, this season, everything seems to be uh, different. We got a new coach. We had Dick Advocaat, uh, well known in Europe, of course, for for taking on uh, a very lot lots of teams. We have a new coach, Arne Slot. He's a young coach. He has been coaching AZ. 
uh, for two seasons, and, and before that he was an assistant at, uh, at some smaller teams. And Arne Slot is is well, he, he's amazing. Write down this name; he's gonna he's gonna be very well known in Europe. Right now, Eric Ten Hag is joining Manchester United next season. But I, I'm, and I, of course, I'm a little bit biased. But I think uh, Arne Slot is a better coach. He he has he's, he's, uh, the way he communicates is excellent. He's a tactical genius. Um, he, he's been very well. And and what he has done to Feyenoord is is amazing. Last season we ended up fifth. That's why we ended up uh, going to the Conference League. Uh, we had to 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 advance in three uh, three uh, three uh, uh, preliminary rounds. Um, and Arne Slot, basically, uh, the the whole team has been different. Lots of old guys have have been uh, have been gone. He uh, entered a couple of new guys from smaller teams in Europe, from from Norway, and 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 how he's been performing this season is is amazing. We're we're, we're third in the league. Ajax and PSV are uh, uh, on top of us with way big, bigger budgets, so that's okay. But uh, especially when you look at, at Europe in the Conference League, we, we've we, we've been doing very well. So we're very happy with this coach. We're very happy with this team. It's a young team with a lots of talents. So um, yeah, we're very happy at this moment. We're, we have a good season. So far, so good. T tell me, yeah. you're talking about Arneslot being a, a tactical genius. Uh, yeah. I guess what what makes him a tactical genius is that is a revolutionary strategy that he has, kind of like what Sampaoli actually has at Marseille, or or is yeah. it just the way he makes his team play? What what makes him special? I, th I think a bit of both. Um, he always plays in the same formation. It's always four four at the back, three midfielders, and three up front. So there's there's not a lot of variety in in our tactical approach. Um, but he likes to press opponents. So so. Uh, we, we, a lot of goals we scored by basically uh, taking the ball from from the defenders when they try to build up uh, uh, quick quick passes and then make a goal. So uh, we've been pressing quite a lot. Uh, and, and what is really nice is it's, it's the young play. Some young we have some young players, uh, especially Orkan Kukchu, plays with number ten. He's a midfielder. Last season he, he, he comes from the youth ranks, so he's a, he's a youth player. Last season on the advocate. Sometimes you saw that he was he was a good player, but most of the time you were like, well, he's got something, but he doesn't show it enough. And this season, if you look at the the, the progression and the play of Arkan Kukchu, he's on the radar of lots of teams in Europe. He's he's playing so great. He's been he's been so good, and I think that and it's not only him. It's also Lutzer Getrauda, the the right back defender. It's Sinistera. Who scored the winner last uh, last Sunday when we played FC Utrecht? It's a couple of those young guys who who, who just emerge and, 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 and uh, develop so rapidly, um, and and everybody seems to have fun in this team. If, if you look at the team, I, I, we're liking it. You so you you mentioned how well it is going right now. Is that going? Was it a a season that just went good start to finish, or was there a couple of moments where the team performed a little less good? I mean, I've seen that you know in the last eleven games, beside that loss against Ajax, you 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 win or draw everything. Um, is that a, a good way to end right now, or were you better in the beginning of the season? You think? No, there, there was there were, the, the, the progression of the team is is been amazing as well. I told you, Feyenoord had to advance three preliminary rounds in order to to get to the Conference League. 
And the first uh, two matches we had to play against Drita, a very small team from Kosovo. And, and well, we narrowly escaped. They, they in, in, in our home, at, at the way game, we played 0-0. And at our home, uh, they were up 2-0. So we're like, what the f is happening? Um, and only a, a, a late game uh, game uh, winner uh, by Guus Til, who made a who made a hat trick, uh, made us go through to the next round. But then everybody's like, "Whoa, this team is is rubbish. We're 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 going to be rubbish again, like the last couple of seasons." But then every game you saw some guys some some develop. Like I said, Kukchu has mm -hmm. been doing great. Sinistera has been great. Getrauda, um, uh, the, the new acquisition. We got a, we got got Arsnes from uh, from Norway. We got Gernot Trauner from Austria. They've been great signings. They're like uh, like like older players, 26, and I think Trauner is 30 at the moment. But they've they've been great. But um, the overall uh, uh, development is is going upwards. Of course, sometimes you have uh, uh, lesser weeks, and and the biggest problem for Feyenoord this season has been. Teams that are playing very defensively, because uh, of course everybody saw okay this this finer team likes to play uh, uh, advanced football and likes to play uh, uh, pressing football, but then you saw smaller teams like like the teams that are in the in the, in the, in the lower ranks of the of the Eredivisie, they played with five defenders, played very tight up close at the back. And that was a kind of problem for final for a longer period of time that we cre didn't create a lot of chances, we didn't create a lot of goals. We only won those goals by goals games by one zero or two zero. Um, so that was a problem, but at the moment that seems to be solved as well, because uh, basically we're winning all the teams against against we're winning all the games against smaller teams. We have a bit more difficulty against the the the. the Bigger teams like like Ajax, like Vitesse, like FC Utrecht, which we won. But those are uh, that's that's the next step of the development that we uh, win easier, close out games easier and faster. Yeah, that that last game was of course uh, one at the uh, right at the end in the dying seconds with a, with a goal from Sinistera. You mentioned Sinistera. You mentioned uh, Kokshu. There's a lot of, of talks about him, of course, in France and how yeah. good he's been for Feyenoord. But, but the other side of it, in, in France, everybody talks about how awesome a goalkeeper Justin Bislow was and yeah. how maybe a little bit less uh, less good <laughs> Ophir Marciano uh, might yeah. be. I mean, I mean, you know, some, yeah. some Dutch football uh, so-called experts have said that it's like the Achilles um, of, of Feyenoord that the goalkeeper is basically not good at all. Uh, what's your thought on that? Well, it's it's basically a, 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 everything that you said is true. Bailo <laughs> is also a, a keeper from, uh, from from who came through the academy, um, uh, has been injury prone for the last couple of seasons. He's missed quite a lot of games uh, because of injuries every season, but this season he was amazing. He also became the first Dutch goalkeeper, um, so for the Dutch national team. He's still quite young. I think he's 23 or 24, so he's he's a young goalkeeper. I think he already got like 100 matches uh, played for Feyenoord at the moment. He's he's very good. He, he's he's one of the best goal, young goalkeepers in Europe, I guess. Um, and then we got because last last season we had Nick Marsman. He went uh, he was out of contract. He went to uh, to uh, to the US to play in the MLS. Mm -hmm. So we had to get a new uh, second goalkeeper. We got Ophir Marciano, who played in, at at Hibernian. He's uh, he's the first Israeli goalkeeper. So we thought, okay. He should be good if he's the first uh, Israeli goalkeeper. 
but at the moment, uh, the, the 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 views of Marciano is that he's not been that good. He's he's not good with his passing, which is not the the first skill at the, for goalkeepers. But Bailo is also very good at passing and 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 playing with uh, with Weinert. Marciano is 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 rubbish. Every every ball uh, he kicks. Uh, out of in, in the, into the stands basically, uh, but also goalkeeping wise, he he's, he's made a couple of errors. Last couple of weeks, he's been doing better. Uh, maybe it's it's the rhythm as well because now he knows he has to play and until the end of the season because Bailo's out for the season. But Marciano has not been very good at uh, at Feyenoord for 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 well the last couple of weeks. He's been doing better, but indeed he's uh, the Achilles heel of Feyenoord at this moment. Uh, yeah, well, the, the French people will be happy to hear that. Um, what about the the European Conference League? How has that seen um, for Feyenoord Fad? Was it a bit of a, uh, it's, a it's not a great Europa Cup, but we'll see what we do? Or from the beginning, was it, you know, that's the first one in history. We have a chance to win all three competitions, basically, after winning the Europa League and the, the Champions League and with that one as well. Was it an objective from the beginning or was it a bit overlooked? In the beginning, we... we... We didn't like the competition whatsoever. The, the the teams that were playing in the competition, like like from Latvia or from Cyprus or all those smaller teams, it, it, it was not a competition that everybody in Rotterdam was like, oh yeah, they, they, we should watch them and, and, and look look out for that. But at, at the same time, uh, uh, w- when we're in it, we, we want to win it. So so uh, when we uh, when we advanced in the preliminary rounds. And got to the group stage. Everybody was like, "Okay, now now we're in it." The group stage, which we were in, was was quite a good one. We were at uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. We played against um, uh, uh, Sparta Praha, who was in our group as well. And we played against Union Berlin. So th- those are uh, three basically uh, Europa Europa League teams, I guess. Um, so so th- that made everybody more more enthusiastic about about this uh, this competition. And and we did very well in the in the in the group stage. We uh, we didn't lose one game. Then we advanced to uh, to the the the, the eighth uh, the, the quarterfinals. We played uh, Partizan from uh, from Serbia, and after that we we played uh, Slavia Praha again. So everybody is really liking this competition now uh, here in Holland. Not even the Dutch uh, the final fans, but but the Dutch fans in 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 general because. We're getting, we're winning a lot of, uh, of coefficient points for the for the the ranking list. So uh, Holland is closing in on France at the moment, which was well, we couldn't ever imagine that that was going to happen. But uh, we already beat Portugal, and now we're we're closing in on France. So everybody here in Holland is is liking the competition simply because because it's 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 a possibility to do well in the Champions League. Normally, as a Dutch team, you're it, it's well. Even Ajax was so they didn't have yeah. a chance, of course. But but the Champions League is for the for the really big teams. It's only the six, seven, eight teams that that are in the semifinals every year. Europa League, you have a little bit of more chance. But in the Conference League, now you see final is, is, is with the last four, which is it was a, is a great accomplishment. And of course, we hope to advance to the final and win the, win the cup. A lot, a lot of what you say um, really makes me think that you know Marseille and final have. A lot of, of points in common. The, the second club, uh, historically the second club in the, in the country, uh, that desire to go and and you know take it from the from the main club. Um, some European history as well, uh, and even even in the football, you know, you mentioned that Feyenoord likes to uh, to press high. I mean, Sampaoli's uh, philosophy is to 
press high, get the ball, and then has maximum possession when the ball is in uh, is in their feet to try and, and frustrate the other team. Um, that duel of of tacticians, um, how do you see going? Uh, how has Feyenoord played against team that like to keep the ball as much as possible? Well, we we didn't have a lot of opposition teams that that play, that, that try to press as well. So, of course, Ajax is is known for that, and in both games. We lost, but uh, if you look at both of the matches, we were not the underperforming team. We were, we were both, basically both of the teams' uh, games. I think we were better, especially at the game in Amsterdam. We were better. Only the the the, the scoring wise, we were unfortunate. I guess we didn't get a penalty, of course. The, the referee was was biased, of course. <laughs> that we always say in Holland, always the way. everybody's always always Amsterdam based. No, but uh, but also uh, we played the uh, away game at PSV earlier this season. Uh, PSV is also a big club here in Holland, the second biggest team, uh, if you look at the trophy-wise, uh, after Ajax, uh, before Feyenoord. And we won 0-4 at, at our own ground, so, um, and, and that was basically we adapted to their playing style, because they had a lot of the ball, and we uh, we, 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 we had a lot of counter-attacks, which were lethal, because, well, we didn't have a lot of goal-scoring goal chances, but we still ended up winning 0-4. So, I guess... Uh, um, slot um, is, is, is smart. He, 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 I know for sure he's been watching well tens of uh, of Marseille games, so I'm pretty sure he knows what he's going to be expecting from uh, from his uh, from the opponent. And we're going to see. I think both coaches are great. They they both are doing well. So I'm I'm very curious how final is is going to uh, to end up and and what what the games are going to be like. I think the game in Rotterdam is maybe also going to be different at, at the game in at Marseille. Of course, it all depends on how the scoring is going to be. If Feyenoord loses zero four at home, well, yeah, the, the the away game is is not that important anymore. But I think Feyenoord, um, if I look at Arne Slot, I think he's just going to be playing like he wants to play, and he's he's going to try to press Marseille as well, even though. They have a. If you look on paper, they have the better team, and and they should be the team that that should should advance to the final. But I think Slot likes his team and likes his chances, especially at home, sold out crowd. So we're gonna see. So that's the feeling in uh, in in um, the Netherlands. That was going to be my next question: Is the feeling that Marseille are the favorite and they are a better team yeah. than Feyenoord, and they should go through, and it will be a bit of an upset if if Feyenoord goes through? Yeah, I I, th I think it is. Of course, Feyenoord fans are hoping that that uh, uh, that that Feyenoord is gonna gonna advance. But if you just look at the financial situation, the financial status of of both clubs, uh, Marseille is a, w a way bigger club. Uh, you, you're able to to get a guy like uh, like Payet from uh, from from England. That that's 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 impossible for Feyenoord standards. So we we are scouting at. Uh, Norwegian competition, Austrian competition, smaller competitions in Europe or the rest of the world, uh, like and, and France is of still uh, a big, big, a big uh, uh, competition. People, uh, players like to go to France as well. So I think if you look at the Marseille team, um, they they have excellent players. They they have good players. Uh, so we're hoping that. That that they 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 underestimate Feyenoord. They think, oh well, we're gonna we're gonna beat them easily, and and then maybe we're gonna surprise them. But normally, you would say Marseille is gonna be the favorite uh, uh, to advance to the finals. But of course, as a Feyenoord fan, I hope that that we're gonna gonna we're gonna make the finals. 
Uh, football game is football game. It's interesting because in France, uh, there's a, there's that, that quite huge respect for Dutch football in general, for the history of Dutch football, for the way the football is thought and, and executed and played uh, in the Netherlands. So as soon as Marseille got Feyenoord, um, everybody was like, you know, Marseille might be the favorite, but people live and breathe football in Holland. And uh, there's a chance that they're going to beat us because they are that good and because they can play in transition, they can play in position, they can, they kind of have it all. Um, so, so there's definitely a lot of respect and a little bit of a little bit of fear, I guess, for for some Marseille fans, which is uh, which is, I guess, rare because it's a very uh, passionate and optimistic crowd, especially this year. Uh, that fired up might be the team that is going to uh, to cause issues, and I and I think, or rather, I know, I guess, um, that Marseille is also taking this game very seriously. Uh, because the European ah, Conference pity. League has, has, <laughs> has become an objective. Uh, and and yeah. you know what, what you're saying, that it's been a bit harder for Feyenoord to play against teams that play defensively. I, yeah. I can almost guarantee you that the first game at Rotterdam, Sam Pauli is going to play his team with a low block and just wait for Feyenoord to go and, and try and play in transition uh, like he's done when he plays the first of the two games because he doesn't want to... Uh, to concede basically, and that's the first game of the European Conference League for for Marseille. That the um, the second leg is played at home. All the first leg were played at home before uh, before that game. Uh, so he'll probably play that as, a, as an advantage as well. Um, you, you quickly touched on on Kokshu, of course, on um, on Osne, yeah. who's just been uh, recruited as well. Um, which which do you think is the best weapon of Feyenoord um, to, to score goals and to really? Um, hurt Marseille is that is that long balls is that set pieces is that crosses is that counter attack um, which one do you think is the is the most lethal weapon Feyenoord possesses I should not say too much otherwise you have too much information and you're all <laughs> always going to brief uh, Sampioli and no I don't know how much he watches <laughs> my podcast <laughs> oh, no or maybe maybe you should you should learn something from it no um, our, our our set plays are not that good our, 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 we don't score a lot of goals from free kicks or from from corner kicks, so um, we have a difficulty. Like I said before, when when teams are playing very defensively, close to the goal, and 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 have a, a very tight at the back. So the hope here in Holland is, and the expectation here in Holland is a little bit that uh, uh, that Marseille is going to play uh, attacking football as well, and, and we're going to hit them on the counter attack. We have like Sinistera, I, I, the name has been mentioned before. He has an amazing season. I'm sure he's gonna 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 transfer to a big club after after this season. Same for Kukchu. On, on the other other wing, we have a, a Arsenal loney. I think you have a, a couple of Arsenal loanies as well. Uh, Reese Nelson. He's been at the first couple of the months. He was as at Feyenoord. He was terrible. He, he didn't he didn't do anything. The last couple of weeks, he's been uh, he's been uh, 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 in the starting eleven. He's very fast. He has difficulty scoring goals because he, he, some, some some reason every time he's in front of the goal he he, he, he misses the ball or whatever it's it's, it's crazy, Too but he's, he's he's very fast and 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 the hope here in Holland is especially with when we have the counter attacks those those two guys can make the difference, um, in the counter attack from from because they're both good at defending as well and then uh, with with two or three passes go to the other side, so uh, I think. That's the most realistic that that uh, Feyenoord uh, scores in transition. And the 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 I guess the most fear you have as far as as Marseille's weapon is that is that limited to to Dimitri Payet and, and what he can do on 
on one sport or is that the fact that your keeper maybe isn't uh, as good what's what's the most fear that no, you guys well, have? Th th that's I think a bit of both as well. Payet, of course, is if if you, you know, he's, he's a great player. He, he was a great player in England, and he, and he's been a great player at Marseille. We all saw the goal he scored a couple of weeks ago from from 30 meters. Yeah. It was that was amazing. He's he's, he's a great player. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very curious how Feyenoord is gonna defend him. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure Slot thinks of something to uh, to uh, try to uh, to to make him less uh, less important. Uh, but there's also the fear, of course, of our goalie, because because well, last last game against Utrecht, it was not a fault of of our goalie, by the way. But they only had one chance basically, and they scored, and, and that's that's been the the, the season for Feyenoord. Every time uh, we, we're we're better, we create more chances than the opponent. We're playing in front of the goal of the of the opponent, and every time one or two counter attacks lend, ends up in a goal for the opposition. So. That's that's why the, why the why the game in Rotterdam is going to be a very a very nice one. Also technically, because I'm 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 very curious how both coaches are going to approach the game. Who wants to attack more? Because maybe they both think, okay, well we we'll, we'll end up go, going at the back and and we will try to hurt them in the counter attack. So I'm 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 very curious and I'm very looking forward to it. And I think it maybe it's going to be a tactical masterpiece. Both of the coaches try to do everything. Maybe the two games are going to be. A, a, Completely different. That the, that the, the the view that you have of the game here in uh, in Rotterdam is going to be totally different from the game at at, uh, at the south of France. So it's it's going to be a, a big clash, and we're looking very forward to it. The way you talk about Feyenoord is the way every Marseille fan talks about Marseille this year. Uh, they dominate every single game, and and they struggle sometimes to score a goal, and they concede a fluke goal against a, a team that's not that good. Uh, it's ah. exactly what Marseille fans have been feeling. Uh, and just like Feyenoord, they feel like in the last month and a half, finally we're scoring against those lesser team, and then we're able to get the results. Which, except Paris Saint Germain, same thing. We haven't lost uh, in in 11, 12 games. Uh, well, that that's that's going to be for sure an, an awesome encounter. Both both legs. Uh, I, I can I can tell you now and and, and mark my words. Sampoli is going to come to Rotterdam and play defensive football. Is not the the right term, but he's going to play slow, patient position football. Try and get Feyenoord to come out. I, I'm almost certain that we're not going to have a number nine for the first game. We're going to play with uh, like Harit, Payet, and um, uh, what's his name? Erd, um, ah, our, our Turkish international on the right side. I understand my his name. His name uh, leaves me. Uh, and Milik yeah. might come later. Uh, and then on the second game, we'll play strong straight away, almost regardless of the results both ways, because that's what. Sampoli likes to do frustrate the other team for the first game and then play a bit more attacking on the second one. So, like you say, two two very different games and two two games yeah. to look forward to. Be before before I leave you, Joan, a what's your you know what's your predictions for? for I, first, I first have to, I first because because you're, you're you're you know everything about Marseille and I, tonight I'm going to make oh. a podcast and I'm, I'm I have to tell my <laughs> listeners what is the weakness of Marseille. So so where right. does Feyenoord where can Feyenoord hurt uh, Olympique Marseille? Is there, the right is there a bet? The right side. The right, the right side. The right side of Feyenoord, the left side of Marseille. Um, okay. In on the Mar Marseille, if they play, whether they play two or or three centers, even center backs, the 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 sum, the demi space, the half space, sorry, between Charitacha yep. and either Luan Perez or um, or Kolasinac, whoever plays, that's where the issue is. To be honest, this season, this is an issue that happened. Once every three, four games, 
Besides that, I've, I have rarely seen a Marseille that strong. In the midfield, okay. they're impressive. Camara is at the top of his form. Genduzi is at the top of his form. Uh, the, the other weakness is that we don't score goals sometimes. Like we can have the ball for 90 minutes and have 76% of possession, but we just play, we, we're a handball team. We just go around, go around, go around and never actually go into the box and score, which is what what has been said against Sampaoli that, oh, you don't want to play Aritmetic, but then we don't have anybody in the box because everybody just plays around and try to yeah. dribble yeah. everybody to try and get a, a, a goal. What we do well is we get penalties really well. Okay. We go into the box so many times and play small passes into the box that it's it's harder for defense to to defend against us. Uh, and and the work rate of yeah, Camara, Genduzi, Rongier, Salibas, phenomenon defensively has made one mistake in the whole season. Uh, Mandanda, unfortunately for you, is coming back in form uh, as a goalkeeper. He's 37 years old, but he's basically put the other one on the bench um, for, for the last two, three games. Uh, he only played against Paris, Paulo Lopez, and, and we lost that game. Uh, so, so Marseille is looking good. Uh, the only thing what we know us Marseille fans is when we're looking good is when we are about to be disappointed. Um, so so every, everybody is fearing this game against Feyenoord because we are so close I like that. to another I like that. final. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, right? It works out. Well, what we, we fully expect to win 1-0 in Rotterdam and lose 3-0 at the Velodrome next week. Um, so, so that's the mindset that we are. We are never safe. We could be 2-0 up with five minutes left and we can still lose that game um, just because there has been laps of concentration and, and a lot of bad luck all season, a lot of deflected goals and, and fluke penalties ah. and, and things like we can that. shake hands. Yeah, we have I know, say. right? Yeah. Exactly. So so it's it's going to be, yeah, I, I know, very entertaining. Uh, Marseille is hitting like their form. Payet hasn't played a full game last week. Jason hasn't played a full game last week. So some players have been rested for that game. Um, it's it's going to be uh, intense. And, you know, regardless of what happened, one team is going to score before the other and the other team is going to have to chase. And there's only 180 minutes to get to the final. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, I think, I think a lot of fun, hopefully, hopefully just, just fun and not too, not too much uh, bad stuff. I know that our team is pretty good at provoking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so hopefully it stays Same in here. the rules of the yeah. game. Well, that's, that's yeah. great. Uh, and, and hopefully, and we mentioned that um, offline as well, hopefully everything goes well uh, in the stands because yeah. that's probably the most important things. And, and there's been a few, a few shitty things happening in France this season. Uh, so hopefully it remains a, a party. It's awesome to have two teams with so much history and and such a keen football IQ and people players yeah. who like to play football and coaches who are so good at what they're doing. Hopefully everybody else just um, sits down and enjoy that and and celebrates together at the end, regardless of what the result is. So the prediction that's what you asked me. Now I know you've you've tell, you've told me everything. So now I know. <laughs> I think in Rotterdam, no, I I think Feyenoord's gonna win two. Against zero, I think. Okay. Yeah, in in Marseille, I think we're gonna lose two to zero. So then we have the extra time in which both teams are not gonna score, and then I hope Feyenoord is gonna be the lucky ones when we have the penalty kicks. I think it's gonna be very close. I hope it's gonna be very close. I as I hope we we're basically on the same level. Everybody here in Holland still looks highly of of Marseille and and, and looks highly of the French football. So. Uh, we're, we we know we're the underdogs, but I hope, and I I also think that we that we can do quite well, and 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 we can make a, a competitive game of it, uh, especially in Rotterdam and also there in Marseille. So um, 
I think it's you said it's going to be 180 minutes. I think it's going to be a little bit more uh, after two games, yeah. and 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 then maybe the penalty kicks are going to decide who uh, who's going to advance to uh, to Tigrana. Yeah, we haven't done much penalty kicks, so uh, so yeah, fair. I didn't I didn't think about that. See, my my prediction would be both games are going to be like high scoring game both sides. I think two two or two one either way at Rotterdam, yeah. and, and in Marseille like a a 3-2 or a crazy 4-3 or something like that. And then potentially the, the extra time behind because I feel like two teams have such firepower up front um, that even though they, they can defend when there's so much talent up front, goals can come from anywhere. So so that's probably... That's it's go, it's going to be either one or the other, right? It's going to so, be fun. It's going to be fun. Exactly. Either way, it's, it's going to be, be fun. fun yeah. Joanne, thank you right. so much for, for accepting to give me a bit of your time to, to talk about Fire and talk about this exciting... Uh, double header coming in this week and, and next week. Uh, look, I'm looking forward, of course, to chatting with you uh, during, after, and uh, and, will, and, and hopefully, will. hopefully you'll be sad and I'll be happy. Uh, but but oh. if it's the other way around, <laughs> I'll be very happy that you guys are going um, to Tirana. Any any final word? Any any plug for your own pod, maybe, John? Well, our, our podcast is in Dutch, so I, I'm not sure that anybody would. Uh, I, I, of course, you can listen it. it it's, and it's from on all over the world. It's, you can, yeah, but but it's it's in Dutch, so I, I don't think lots of people can understand that. So just like I said, thanks for having me. Uh, let's make uh, two games, and I hope every all the fans behave uh, in the stands and also uh, in the cities of Rotterdam and Marseille, because that's my biggest fear that that things are gonna gonna escalate and, and gonna be nasty. I hope to be in in Marseille next week if the tickets are are gonna be on sale. So uh, I, I'm I'm gonna behave for sure. And I hope to have a little victory dance somewhere in the south of France. Hidden in the back alley when, when no one can see you. Or in your hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Beach, Thanks. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Johan. Thank you so much for, for coming. Uh, and I look forward to, uh, to talking to you again soon. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.